And now, with thanks to Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue at Lone. Building or renovating? They work with you to create a bespoke lighting plan for your home. Brightideas.ie Will these two play nice for their New Year's resolution? Or will they fill the air with verbal pollution? Either way, Brian's arrived, so be no longer deprived. To your DIY problem, he's got the solution. Mr. Fixish. Well, Happy New Year. And a very Happy New Year to you and, and all of yours and all of our listeners. You're uglier than ever. <laughs> That'd be hard to achieve, wouldn't it? We just had to make sure that 2024 oh, yes. started on the right <laughs> note. <laughs> that is the voice of Brian Clunan from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore, who shall be here until 11 to take abuse and to uh, offer some DIY solutions. And he gives his fair share of abuse as well. Never. First question. Will... We had the hungry hordes staying with us over Christmas. Four offspring and partners and seven, count them, seven grandchildren. Not all at the same time, thank God, but ever since they have left, the toilet won't flush. Yeah. So, remember years ago having this with a, a listener and... It, look, I suppose you never know with grandchildren. What did they put down the toilet? But but, but even at that, usually copious amounts of yeah. Um, some people, toilet paper. Let yeah, me finish. Yeah, <laughs> some people use inordinate amount of toilet paper. Like physically, instead of using three or four sheets per wipe, not to get two, they use six or seven mm. sheets per wipe. Um, and you know, if they wipe a lot, that's that's a lot in one flush. The other problem is that it has become very prevalent. Now, why they don't have problems at home? But remember a friend of mine um, had visitors who used to, they they met them on on holidays in Spain and they used to visit each other every second year. Every year, you know, one would go from the UK. Yeah, they'd alternate. they alternate. But every time the people from England, the family from England came to stay, they had a problem with block pipes afterwards. And it turned out they were using wipes instead of toilet paper. Oh dear. Yeah. And that is not ideal in your septic tank. No. Or if you... It's not ideal in your plumbing, full stop. And even the ones, there are supposedly wipes that are, you know, biodegradable, but even that, it takes so much longer for them to break down. Now, they are better than using baby wipes. But I suppose, look, it's probably just volume of toilet paper and a build-up. And then once, once there's a bit of a blockage, everything builds up behind that. Even if it's only a partial blockage, everything kind of piles on top of it. Um, so I would always say the first step is just to use a plunger. Now, you, the best thing really is a proper toilet plunger. And a toilet plunger is specifically for a toilet. It takes in, it actually, instead of having the normal kind of suction cup on it, it, it goes down, it fills square or round hole at the bottom um, but it takes in a huge volume of water so it actually has a container in it if you like that holds about two litres of water so every time you plunge there's a lot going into that container and out of that container so what you're doing is you're plunging and keep a bucket of water and flushing. What you want is you want the bowl to be kind of three quarters full at all times because it's creating a hydraulic pressure to to force everything out of the pipe. 
and you keep plunging. It's just you keep that plunging action and keep maybe one or two buckets of water and flushing because the cistern won't fill quick enough for you. So by having one or two buckets of water ready to go uh, and you fill and plunge and plunge it's, and, and just keep at it for five minutes and almost certainly that'll be the end of it. Now, failing that, we can go down the road of putting down and drain and blocker down it. But nine times out of ten, that'll solve the problem. And always, whether you're using a drain and blocker or trying to flush anything away out of a wash and basin, a kitchen sink, a shower, at the end of it, when you, if you've used the unblocker or whatever you've used, it's all about the volume. And what I always say to people in the shop is if you can imagine if you got half a roll of toilet paper and put it into the toilet bowl, clean toilet paper, just to be clear, and put it into the toilet bowl and stood there with a garden hose pointing it at the toilet paper. It's never going to flush it away. No. It needs the big volume. Even though you might, over the space of two minutes, put in the same volume of water, it has to have a volume and a weight to force everything down. And that's one of the things that the plunging does when you add the extra water to it. So that's what I would always suggest, first and foremost. Now, failing that, you can use a drain and blocker. Uh, it depends how slowly it's unblocking, how slowly it's it's draining away. If it's a, a very slow drain, you can't use the extra strong one. But if it's draining in the space about five minutes, you can use the acid-based one, the very strong one. But you have to use it with common sense because it's very dangerous and very strong. And normally not recommended for toilets because of the multi-wick, the rubber multi-wick. But if it's flowing away in the space of five minutes, but just slow to go down. Yeah, that is not going to remain on the wick long enough to exactly, do the damage. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And the name of this special plunger? Just toilet plunger. There's, toilet there's plunger. loads of them out there. But it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it, it actually holds water in it. It holds a lot of water in it. So it tapers down. So if you were to use an ordinary plunger in your toilet bowl, the problem is it doesn't fill the whole hole. It doesn't create the suction. But this tapers down. So it, it fills it because it tapers down. And it's very powerful. You get them in any plumbing shop or hardware shop or builders providers. So a little public service announcement now. I'm okay. loath as I am to give you credit for anything, but okay. your approach to putting away the Christmas decorations has proven useful over the years. Great. So remind us for anybody who oh, every right. December gets frustrated pulling out the tangled lights, for instance, yeah. how they can avoid that headache in 11 months' time. Yeah. So I suppose a few things. Um, number one, if you can use boxes rather than black bags or bags, it's much kinder to the lights. Everything stays, you know, you're moving a bag of decorations and lights from one spot to another, it can get damaged. Um, if you use a box, it is definitely better. It doesn't have, it can be a cardboard box, but mm. a plastic box. And, you know, go into Dunn's and Tesco and everywhere at the moment. Yeah, they're cheap enough. And you'll see them everywhere for this reason. Um, so always wrap it. It doesn't have to be anything special. Special, but wrap the lights around something. So a piece of cardboard. Remember at home in our house, it was it was one of the, we had a set of lights made by Sullis. Sullis haven't made Christmas lights in forty years, and the lights are still working. Funny enough, because they're so basic and simple, but they were wrapped around a Kellogg's cornflakes box. So the box was folded flat, and and rolled up and made mm. into a cylinder and taped. And one of these things, it's the same box for 20 years, you know, because that's what you did. It's amazing the way traditions, particularly at Christmas, 
Christmas traditions are amazing. Things that make no sense in one sense become just the thing you do. So it makes no sense to keep the same piece of cardboard, but that's what happened every year. Um, and actually, I don't know if I ever told it, but I remember being very touched by, I was in a house one time, I think it was doing a delivery to an elderly couple. Well, they're probably my age now. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know, I think they were in the 70s. And they did a very nice little old-fashioned crib on the hall table. But where baby Jesus should have been was a ninja mutant turtle. Interesting substitute. Yeah. I said, no, don't forget, these people, you know, they're of an age now that they, they, they def, they've grandchildren, but they certainly don't have any children, you know, in mm, the house with mm. delivering, Santa delivering to them. But um, I said, what's the story with the Ninja Turtle? And we call him Will, you know, but just because a name, I don't think it revealed the name, but um, oh, he said when, when, when William was six, he lost baby Jesus and he was absolutely heartbroken. So to make up for it, he took one of his prized four Ninja Turtles and donated it to the crib by way of apology. And now that's a Christmas tradition that stays going that's for lovely. the last 40 yeah. years. Fantastic. I, I was telling the story one time and uh, in, I, I, I think it was in, in anyway, it doesn't matter where it was, but a guy, oh, don't talk to me, he said. Seemingly, when I was nine, I lifted my baby sister, who was five, to put the star in the top of the Christmas tree. And now it's a, tr- a Christmas tradition. He says, now that I'm 22, and she is, do the maths, and unfortunately, about 14 stone, I still have to try and lift oh her up dear. because it's a Christmas <laughs> tradition. So some traditions make a lot of sense. Some of them don't. But anyway, not like me, I digress. So It's like letting the little puppy up on the couch. The little puppy isn't little forever. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, started, you mean to continue with puppies. Um, so put, away the, put them in boxes. Uh, if you're putting away anything with batteries, take them out. If you leave batteries in over the winter, they will leak. Um. If you can, uh, just take the care and label stuff as best you can. If you're putting them in boxes, when you take them out, your job will be much easier. And I would always say, take photos. If you're happy with what you did this year, take photos and save them in a folder saying Christmas and then reproduce it again next year and you'll find it. And then you can label everything, living room, hall, whatever. Uh, Outdoor stuff in particular, if you're taking down outdoor lights, you need to put them somewhere warm for a few days before you put them away. They, they will have moisture in them. They need to dry out. Um, and likewise, if you're next year when you're taking them down, there'll be condensation. If, the box will never be completely sealed. Now, if it's in a plastic box, it has a better chance. But you're always better. Take them down. Don't take them down and plug them in straight away. Take them down, put them somewhere warm for a day, and then plug them in. And you have less chance of a set of lights shorting out because of condensation in the lights. But it's all about taking the care and putting them away properly. And your life will be so much easier when you're putting them back up next year. And the other thing I'd always say with Christmas lights, um, when you, this is for next year really, but when you're putting them up outside, if you're putting, say you want to put lights around your gutter or around the outline of the house, definitely the best thing to do is, it'll take a fraction longer to do it year one but it's just to put so say you want to just run a set of lights one length the whole length of the house if you put in a few if you drill the wall and put in a few screw eyes and 
you won't need many because they're so enormously strong. And then run a fine line, like a builder's line, like a strong fishing line. So you will run the line along the outline that you want to follow. And the line will be invisible. But because it's so enormously strong, say to run, let's say you had to do, let's say the length of your house is 30 metres. Two screw eyes would be enough. Mm. That Maybe three, maybe one in the middle, just in case of a slight sag. So you, then you would tie, put up the line, tie the line good and tight. And now all you're doing is cable tying the lights to that line. And to, take, to put them up and take them down in the future will be a fraction of the job. Instead of little tap-in clips every time or stick-on hooks which can fall off and so on. So that's just another tip I'd always Very mention. practical. Although that one will be more useful in... December, but anyway. It would be more useful in December. It won't be any use to you anyway because you've no intention of doing it because you don't do any of this stuff anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can't argue with that. In fact, the lights will probably remain up in the drain. Again. Yeah. Will I use tinfoil scrunched up for the Christmas lights? Absolutely brilliant. And... What does that mean? Uh, I presume it's, you know, the, the tinfoil. Yeah. Um, being scrunched into a kind of a cylinder shape. All right. And wrap it. All right. Around. Okay. Sorry. I'm taking that. Uh, stop talking. SH1T. I'm trying to have my tea in Bickies. This is a oh, this reference is the to the toilet question. <laughs> um, oh, and here's a good one. You know the cylindrical cat scratchers. Oh yeah, that can be used for wrapping. Oh yeah, when lights. the cat's finished with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you wouldn't want to do it when they're not, or yes. they'll attack your Christmas lights, which they love which to do they anyway. Do. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore until 11. Mr. Fix-It on Midlands 183 with Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue Athlone. Official stockists of Laura Ashley Lighting and Mirrors. See our dedicated Laura Ashley Boutique in store. Brightideas.ie Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore until 11. Brian, I bought a set of lights for a tree outside and... They stopped working, even though it said inside or outside lights. And I'm just wondering, might the rain have gotten to them? They work by battery, says Jackie in Mullingar. Um, well, look, I mean, if you only bought them this year, bring them back and ask the shop to look at them. Um, one of the things I'd say to you is battery-operated lights should have a sealed compartment. So open it up and see, is the water in the battery compartment? And if there is... There shouldn't be. And you, you know, bring them back then mm. and ask the shop to look at them. Now, the one thing you never do is put the battery compartment. People do this all the time. They, get, they, they, they decide to give extra protection to the battery compartment. So they put it into a plastic bag. And the plastic bag always fills up with water. It doesn't matter what you do. Mm. It fills up with water. And now the battery compartment is sitting in a bag of water. And that's a recipe for disaster. Now, what okay, I so, always so it's do... designed to stop little drops of rain perhaps getting in, but not to be immersed. Immersed, exactly. But what I always do myself, and it has always worked really well for me, is I get a small bag, like a Ziploc bag, okay? And so it sounds like I'm about to do exactly what you shouldn't do, which is put the compartment, put the battery compartment into a bag. I do. But what I do is I turn the bag upside down and I leave it open. So if you can imagine... The battery compartment is, say, the size of your mobile phone. And I put the Ziploc bag over it and I cable tie it. If I'm putting it on a tree, I cable tie it to the tree with the bag upside down. Mm. So it so, acts more like an umbrella. Exactly. 
and that has worked hugely well by adding extra protection, but yet not it can't fill up with water because the bag is upside down. So that is that's something that can work quite well. Brenda's. By the t- way, you know the way um, you can you can buy if if you ever visit someone in hospital, you've been in hospital and and if you've been like I've had knees replaced and you know you can't hop out of the bed easy to use the loo, so they give you a little pee bottle. You know, it's a little bottle that that you can lie in the bed and have a pee. And I'm just thinking it probably wouldn't be any harm to have one in the studio here because, folks, I have to tell you, he, the minute uh, the ads came on, he went bursting out of the studio. And bursting he came, being the operative bursting, word. Exactly. And then he burst back into the studio, popped down in the, in, in the chair, read the first sentence of the community diary, and then there was a little jingle and he took about four deep breaths. <laughs> and then very professionally, I mean, in fairness, listening, you would not know that he was completely out of breath. That was the idea. So I think a little pea bottle in the corner and just, you know, swivel your chair. You're in a swivel chair. Just swivel the chair around. Maybe give me advance warning so I, you know, will look the opposite direction and maybe put my fingers in my ear. You could have let me away with that. (laughs) I will never let you away with anything. And I have a bad hip at the moment. Yeah, you poor old crazy. So that's why it delayed me. Yeah, you're walking like a 90-year-old. I'm walking like you, which is worse. (laughs) Brenda's top tip for putting away the decorations is she boxes away per room and labels the boxes on the outside so she knows what is for the sitting room, what is for the Christmas tree, what is for the hall and so on. And it makes it easier to go room by room when Christmas comes around again. Great idea. Fair play. Uh, Next, Will and Brian, Happy New Year. Regarding the exterior lights... I have cable tie screw mounts on my soffit just under the gutter about every 500 uh, millimetres. You wouldn't notice them when not in use as they are white, but they make it very simple to put up the Christmas trees over the last 10 years or so. That's from Paul in Vanagher. Brilliant. Who sends a little picture of them just for reference. Oh, yeah. Mm. Wow, they're very good. So, nice one. Where did you get them, Paul? At, uh, at send me a picture of that. I want to. I want to get those. Okay. Our next question is also from somebody who had a rather busy house over Christmas. Our three adult children were staying with us. Now that they're gone, I notice paint flaking over the shower because instead of the two of us having showers, there were five of us every day, and the three girls seemed to take half hour long showers. Yeah. And hotter showers, I know, you know, I well, I suppose that I noticed they, they, they seem to take a much hotter... If you get into the shower after them, the shower has been set to a hotter temperature. So than that I'm, happens in your house too? Yes, yes, yes. William and I are always getting scalded. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, girls, the two girls are yeah, the girls, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would have said if anybody in your house had hid like a rhino, it was going to be you. <laughs> I do, but even that is challenged. Yeah. Anyway, the the issue is the paint the flaking in the flaking. ceiling. Yeah. So look, we we this is a regular regular occurrence. We always say this. The, the problem is that your ordinary emulsion paint is permeable, and the steam. When in this case there was a lot of it, the steam goes up and it forms as condensation on the ceiling. But because the paint, the ordinary emulsion paint, is permeable, it 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 passes through it, and now the plaster becomes wet. And no, the paint, ordinary much paint, will not stick to wet plaster. It just it just flakes off. So the best thing, if you're going out to buy paint, the best paint to buy is an acrylic or water-based satin paint. And when you're buying that, 
it will say in the tin for wood or metal. It's designed for painting wood or metal as opposed to painting your ceiling in the bathroom. But because it's water-based, it acts, it go, it, it, it's exactly like using an emulsion paint, but it's infinitely tougher. And then the other thing you could, if you happen to have, if you happen to have any outdoor emulsion paint, so Santex, Weather Shield, any of those sort of paints, they have a much higher, they're much tougher than ordinary indoor paint. So if you don't want to go out and buy something and you happen to have some of that left in white, you could paint your ceiling with emulsion paint, outdoor emulsion paint, as I say, Weather Shield or one of those things. And that is, it's still not as good as the water-based satin, but it's a huge step up on ordinary emulsion paint. You're going to love this one. Well, we haven't had this before. Hi, guys. I don't normally listen because I'm usually in school. I'm doing junior cert woodwork and I'm looking for project ideas. Would your DIY man have any? No, but I'm sure our listeners would. So it has to be enough to to impress the adjudicators. Yes. But manageable enough that a junior cert can do. do And over a short space of time. Wow. Uh, Someone out there has to have an idea something they've made themselves in the past or something that's particularly current? I made a wall-mounted telephone holder. Now, this was one that you had almost a little desk effect, so you could have your notes, and then there was this tray that pulled out. With uh, So, once upon a time, you were actually handy. So, are you... Are you basically cheating your wife for pretending that you can't use those hands? You actually made something. You made a piece of furniture, effectively, out of timber. And now you can't drive a screw or hammer a nail. Well, I'm glad you used the word cheating, because in 1996, I may have had help. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, you know, we're a small hardware shop and we sell all sorts of weird, wonderful ironmongery, you know, that nobody Mm. else would have. So we get lots of people in looking for stuff for school projects. But the funny thing is, it's always the parents in looking for the stuff. And you just wonder when they go home with them, who's actually, you know, using the ironmongery that they've just bought. You would hope it's the kids. But part of the project should be the kids going in and looking for it as well and having to ask for it. And, you know, maybe not knowing exactly what they want, but that's fine. The shop will help them once you describe what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll say no more. How's the, where is it now? Oh, it's still there. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, it's still there. I think you should take a picture and put it, post it. Did I mention my dad is a metal work teacher and oh. tech drawing teacher <laughs> and Laurie Hall <laughs> before he retired? Just, just by coincidence. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Not from uh, that school. All becomes clear. <laughs> Not all becomes clear, yeah. Otelco, apparently, in Tullamore, sell these little... Uh, cable tie screw mounts which Paul in Banner used on his soffit so there you go. Good. that's one option if you want to get them my son made a stool with a leather covered seat that held CDs also wow that's a versatile stool isn't yeah. it back in the day CDs yeah we had a mini company uh, which turned CDs into clocks oh cool so you had the yeah yeah you know, so therefore it was yeah. decorative. Yeah. The art of the CD. Yeah. And then another company manufactured T-squares. Right. Yeah. Why can't a shower have a glass roof, asks Amy. Yeah, you could. I actually, we, 
we put, we uh, didn't have tiles at the back of our electric cooker. And of course, you know, my wife cooks f- fantastic food and a lot of it. And the steam and everything would go up. And so what we did was we just, rather than tile it when there was no other tiles in the kitchen on the walls, we um, painted the wall, repainted the wall. So it was, you know, we'd say magnolia for argument's sake. And then just put clear glass onto it. So got a piece of glass cut to the exact size, got four holes drilled in it and screwed it to the wall with four mirror screws which have a little nice rounded chrome or brass top on them and it's now completely wipeable and as tough as nails and stays clean and the, the paint behind doesn't get dirty and it's so easy to keep clean. You could in theory do that but it's kind of overkill and you don't need to do it is the bottom line. Next caller has a white chalky film on their bedroom wall. It's not an outside wall. What could it be and how would I treat it? Well, hopefully not mould. It sounds a little bit like it, a white chalky film. Mm. So if it's over the whole wall, you, you, might, you would imagine it's more paint related than anything else. Um, but if it's coming out in, in, in places, it would sound like efflorescence. And efflorescence is where you, the, the place you'd recognise it when I describe it would be on, on red brick. So you see this nice wall, red brick, and it has all these white, almost like, almost like what you have under your armpits there, like sweat marks <laughs> on the wall. This white salt on the surface of the wall, um, and that's why you shouldn't wear those dark shirts. Just, just saying. But anyway, um, what this, what causes this is where moisture goes in. In the case of the red brick outside. The rain hits the wall, the, the, the water goes into the wall and then as it evaporates out, it carries out the natural mineral salts that are in the wall, in, the, in the, the red brick, but the salt stays behind. It doesn't, it can't evaporate away, so it, it stains the, the red brick. And this can happen inside, but on an internal wall, it would indicate there's a leak somewhere as opposed to... So on an external wall, you could have a leak coming through the wall. Mm. But on an internal wall, it's more likely an underground leak. If, this, if it's happening mostly at the lower part of the wall, that would indicate you have a leak, maybe a radiator, a pipe, you know, obviously. Um, so you need to get that looked at. Caller wants to know the best paint to use on a cement floor that is in a utility room. Well, the best paint, if you really want to go the best paint, so normally any of the floor paints would be fine. It's a utility room. It's not, you know, you don't have forklifts driving over it. Um, so there's loads of, of floor paints. Generally, you tend to get what you pay for. Uh, the traditional ones only came in green, red or grey. So as in like a rusty red, like 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 oxide paint, like... Um, Hayshed red. But nowadays you can get them in any colour you want. Now, if you wanted to go very high spec, um, you could go uh, a two-pack paint. But look, two-pack paint would cost you as much as floor covering. So unless there's a particular reason you don't want to use a floor covering of some sort, an ordinary, you could get a litre or two and a half litre of floor paint, uh, thin out the first coat, let it down into it, very important, and brush on the first coat, not roll it on. You can roll on the last coat, but you should always brush on the first one or two coats to work it into the surface to have less chance of it ever flaking in the future. All right. Uh, caller says they have 
slight scratch marks around the keyhole on their car door and they don't look deep, so they're wondering what would be the best way to disguise them. I will defer to my uh, auto expert who is sitting Paul across and, me. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant Paul <laughs> well, and Banneter. I presume he cut, but... That would be, I suppose, the first approach if it's not too deep. Yeah. And um, or depending on how subtle they are, they might even just polish out. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't be bringing it necessarily to the body shop if it's only just some light marks from keys, but it does show when you're fumbling yeah. around in the dark. Yeah, and it's the thing about having a big you bunch... You know a lot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but a big bunch of keys and you have loose metal keys with sharp edges. So just be careful. There's two reasons. One is we get, a, in our shop, we get an awful lot of, of broken keys uh, uh, broken car keys because people have big bunches of keys hanging out of them and the weight of the bunch of keys puts so much pressure on the blade of the key mm. it snaps off but the other thing is if there's a big bunch of keys and you're physically putting the, the key into the door then those keys are rubbing off the door and they're going to scratch it can't be good for the ignition either to have a no. big weight oh, hanging not. out it's of it it's definitely not it's definitely not alright that wraps everything up rather nicely we will chat again in a week's time thanks very much and you can find him at Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore in the meantime now after 11 the outgoing president of the Irish Farmers Association reflects on his tenure and what he believes the challenges shall be for his successor and as well uh, a little bit later we will be hearing how to transform yourself over the age of 50 Including you, that ship has long, <laughs> long gone. Long yeah, long gone. For you. And we catch up with Peter Dunn as his marathon progress continues. Midlands Today's Mr. Fix It in association with Bright Ideas Lighting, Talbot Avenue, Athlone. Your destination for LED bulbs, bespoke lighting for vaulted ceilings, and kitchen lighting. Brightideas.ie.